Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com. Also coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio. I mean, the list goes on and on. In fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Anne Namark, spiritual psychotherapist for 30 years. <laughs> spiritual autobiography coming out in October 2022. Tapping into Source, How to Meet the Light of All Things. Connect to your unique spiritual world an adventure into the mystical unknown. And then, Before we get to that, I wanted to just thank last week's guest, Michelle Blood. And just a reminder, reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global networks I mentioned earlier. Okay, enough of that. And welcome to the Hi. show. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm privileged to be here. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm laughing, you know. And so are you. Uh, I always like to ask my guests, just who is Anne <laughs> Namark and why was she placed on this earth? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. <clears throat> well, my, my quick answer would be to uh, help people exactly what the title of the book was talking about in a way to help people get in touch with who they really are and their own connection to spirituality in whatever way that looks like it could be everybody's unique. So everybody has their own shtick on it yeah. <clears throat> and help them, help them be the love that they are. Well, let's get rid of the elephant in the room right away. Cause there's a lot of people who have uh, an image of when someone talks about spiritual spirituality and mm. mysticism mm. and some of those other, you know, uh, buzzwords. Yeah. What exactly are we talking about? Are we talking about, one thing or another, you just tell us. <laughs> We're talking about one thing or another. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is miss. This is about my own experience. This book. When I work with clients, I also bring in. What is your spirituality? Do you have one? Do you work with it? If you don't, like, what do you love? What makes you feel calm? What makes you feel great? And a lot of people say nature. And I feel like nature is just as spiritual as anything else, maybe more so. So people and have this would be a, a good answer as well, right? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, there are so many links to source or people yeah. say God um, and the cultures are different. So my, my take on it is that each culture needed a guidepost according to what the culture was. Yeah, like my new book, uh, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times. Mm -hmm. I talk about mind wisdom, body wisdom, and spirit wisdom. 
because, mm. you know, a successful person needs success in all those areas, you know, uh, their finances, their health, their spirituality, and their emotions and their intellect. It's all, you know, this is who we are. We're not just, you know, flesh and blood. Exactly. I totally agree with you. That's how I approach working with people, mm-hmm. body, mind, emotion, spirit. And I've so, always had that feeling. When so how did you young. come to this? I started, well, I was, I had different jobs before psychotherapy. I was a massage therapist way back. I became a nurse. I got bored being a nurse and I was a meditator at that time. And, um, in my meditation one day, I was like, okay, what, what, what would really work for me and make me happy? So in that same five days after that, three people said, I think you'd be a good counselor. And I said, huh, really? And then the same week, I saw an ad in a little paper for advertising a master's program in therapy counseling. And I thought, well, I think I'll go. And I went, I liked it. I signed up and here I am. Hmm. So, and then the spiritual part came gradually because I, I grew up in an atheist household. And when I was 15, I had this feeling that I wondered if my parents really knew what they were talking about or was it, what was it? And so in my twenties, I started exploring many, many different sources of spiritual disciplines. And I had lots of adventures and, into that realm. And so I started out as a psychotherapist regular, what I learned in school, but I was also working on myself. And then I discovered that people said, well, nobody else wants to talk about spirituality in therapy. And I'm like, well, let's talk about it. That sounds great. So it grew gradually. um, And that's how I advertise myself on psychology today, bringing in your own spirituality, what works for you. And yeah, well, even uh, AA, AAA, Alcoholics Anonymous, I guess that'd be double A, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. talk about, uh, uh, you know, the part of the therapy that is so important is the higher power. You know, yeah. you want to call it God, you want to call it uh, Buddha, you want to call it whatever you want, as long mm-hmm. as it's a power that's higher than you. I mean, we are the creation and that person is the creator. So, yeah, there has to be a spiritual element. And of course, you're going to have dozens and dozens, maybe even hundreds of different definitions of people who are preaching this uh, of what spirituality is. Mm-hmm. And it might be different for everybody. So mm-hmm. um, I agree. So your own spiritual journey. Um, mm-hmm. Now, a, being an atheist, a person mm-hmm. who's an atheist, does that mean mm-hmm. they don't believe in God or they just don't know? I am confused agnostic and atheist. Oh. Yeah, agnostic is I don't know. Atheist, it, it is no. There isn't. My, Are your parents my, today still atheists? They're, they've died, but did they, they were. they die atheists? Yes, they did, but hmm, that's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, they, were, they were really good people. They had great hearts. You know, well, where does were, an atheist think they go after they die? Uh, they think that's the end. That's they think it. Lights it's out, game over. Lights out, finished, done. It was nice while it lasted. Yeah. How short-sighted. Well, it's it was the scientist. My dad was a Russian Jew, and his parents and their parent, you know, came over here to escape the czar in Russia because they were killing all the all the Jews, and his parents um, were that way too. So well, it's Einstein point, was a scientist, and he was very yeah. spiritual. Yes, he was. I know. But 
who knows? You know, I don't know how they came into that. My dad had an idea that um, a man made up made up God to make himself feel better. Yeah. Well, guess what? He knows he knows the truth today, doesn't he? (laughs) Well, yeah, I can feel him and I've tuned into him and my sister, too, since he's died. And we we know he's fine. And he's in another he's got some uh, a new experience that he's in his consciousness with and wherever he's located. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how puny little man about the size of a grain of sand thinks they got it all figured out. Uh, you know, uh, we're always going to have questions. <laughs> always. It's such an adventure. Though. It's just a journey. It's fun. It's fun yeah. to discover. So that's part of the. So you had curiosity. issues. You had issues with your parents. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think we all did. There and were three did, of us. How did yeah. that work out? Well, I worked, I did some, uh, a lot of my own personal therapy. <clears throat> when I got into graduate school. Um, I decided, I noticed that, you know, I had issues. And so I signed up with a therapist and I hung out with him for a long time, worked through a lot of stuff related to, I would say mainly my mother and my dad, he was more of the fun guy. And yeah, yeah, we could relate to him. My mom was a little different. She was, did, little, they, did they make fun of your journey? Did they mock you or uh, no, not at all. Or did you <clears throat> No, I was, <laughs> I'm like, hey, look where I'm at now. Hey, guys, I want to I want to talk about this. And they're like, mm, yeah, no, we're not interested. But that was them. And I can't blame them yeah. for any of that. That's fine. That's fine. That's who they were. I don't mind it. So talk about where an adult child helps their parents without feeling overwhelmed or overpowered or guilty. You know, a lot of caregivers who are listening to this program are in that situation. Right. Well, it takes some work generally, you know, what, what have you gone through with your parents? <clears throat> you know, what, what are you holding on to inside mm. that um, bothers you about them? I'm thinking of maybe a client I worked with before he was taking care of his mom <clears throat> and he had had some real issues with her. She wasn't real nice to him, but there was nobody else to take care of her in her, whatever was she was going through. And, and he would come in, he was just drained and he felt terrible. So we worked through, we worked with his inner child, the little guy who went through some trauma, some pain with mom. <clears throat> we did things like EMDR or tapping, where you tap on the acupuncture points mm. to, to help release whatever is in your body. Because all the pain and all the stuff that we go through that hurts lives in the body. Mm. And people tend to stay up in their heads to try to figure it out and get rid of it. But it doesn't usually work, not long term. So I try to help people, like you were saying, all the parts of us, body, mind, emotion, spirit. So the body holds holds all the feelings. And I'm just thinking of one client I have now. She's so awesome. and she, But she is cut off from here down because all the pain she went through. She's like, all right, I can't, I got to figure this out. I can't feel this out. So it's hard because we want to escape pain. Who wants pain? And then our brain thinks it's all smart and everything, and it knows and it can figure this out, but it doesn't usually work. And that's what people find out. So I use, you know, we try to, like, I'll say, okay, 
how do you feel in your body? And they'll go, I don't know. And I say, okay, what about your chest? What does your chest feel like? Mm, I don't know. Or maybe, well, it feels tight. Okay, good. That's a start. We'll go there. Or how does your belly feel? Uh, It's jumbling. It's jumbling around. Okay. And we just start wherever we are. And then if we use things like EMDR or the tapping or bring in the little little child into our work, then uh, usually there's some connection to feelings, even if somebody can't identify it, even if it's just like a sensation and they can't say I'm sad or I'm angry or I, I, I feel guilty or I feel shame. So they, so this would be any of the caregivers, you know, who are going through some of these feelings, even if they can't identify, it's like, all right, what can you do to get in touch with your body if you're not already? And a lot of times we can't do it on our own. We need somebody's help to assist us. Um, EMDR is, uh, you have to be trained in it. And I have an online website I go to, which is amazing. And the results are fabulous with people. And it's, it's, it's bilateral stimulation of the brain. Um, and the, in the website, it has little dots that go back and forth and the, your eyes follow it. It also has sound that you get to pick whatever sound. It could be nature. It could be music. And the music bounces back and forth with the dots. Mm. So we've got visual, we've got auditory. And the research they've done on the brain before and after to look at the metabolism of the brain shows that, okay, maybe in the beginning, this area is overactive, this area is underactive. And then after the EMDR, things balance. They balance, The brain balances out. So the universal feeling told to me after we've do, done something like this, oh, I feel calmer. Mm. And, and then you do a lot, you know, you work with it a lot. It's not a one-shot deal. You keep working with it like everything. But um, how does that, is that yeah. answering your question some? Yeah. So you have clients that you counsel. I that, do. Uh, you talk about their parental issues with their parents. Uh, does everyone have issues with their parents? Are there anyone out there who had perfect parents and, and uh, you know, they have no resentment, no bitterness, no uh, negative feelings about them? I mean, I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, I have one client right now. I would say she's the only one <laughs> I've ever met <laughs> who has no negative feelings about her mom, her dad. Yes. But Oh, Everybody's well, got it's stuff. a parent. It's a parent. That's a parent. Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. That's why she came to see you, right? Mm, also, no, she came to see me because her mom died and she was stricken. Mm, yeah. Guilt and uh, unresolved issues, stuff like that. More just like so much pain and she didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Did she have an opportunity to have closure or talk to her before she passed? Uh, Yeah. Okay, well, she, she, she did, uh, she did really good and that's true, but it really wasn't closure for him or her until, yeah. you know, we did a lot of work and she's, she's in pretty good shape now. She's kind of gone through mm-hmm. a brief cycle, 
you know. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. What would you like to share that we haven't spoken about uh, already? Well, I would just say, you know, for caregivers, think about your spirituality. You need to take care of yourself. So what makes you feel amazing? Is it getting outside into nature? Is it sitting with a tree, going to the ocean, going to a lake? Is it planting your garden? Is it working with your spirituality in some other way? Get some help from somebody if it's hard to tune into your feelings about this and it's very conflicted. It's tough to do on our own. And if a lot of times our brain just kind of recycle things, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So getting some help, whatever that looks like, doesn't have to be counseling and take care of your body, you know, eat right, exercise, um, see what, take care of your own health issues. And it may be hard if you're taking care of somebody full time, that sounds tough, but can you bring somebody in to um, spell you? and give you time off you need time off you need to do something fun what makes it what's fun for you put your oxygen mask on first you bet absolutely otherwise it's not going to work and you're going to just resent it and whatever else you go through thank you so much Anne, for coming on the show how can um, listeners reach you if they have any questions or they want to buy that book when it comes out well um my son's still getting my website going, but it'll be annamark.com. And the email works. It's annamark number five at Gmail. You're going to spell your last name? Sure. A-N-N is the first. And then another N-A-I-M-A-R-K number five at Gmail. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a great interview. And everybody else, remember that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on all your favorite platforms that I mentioned earlier. And uh, you can purchase my newly released book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times. Great book about wisdom that's changing lives all over the world. And it's available wherever books are sold in my website, caregiverdave.com, which is a free membership support community with lots of tools, resources, free gifts. And check out my Facebook page with the same name, Caregiver Dave, a community of 34,000 caregivers who minister to each other. And if you click the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. So thank you again, all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. So until next week, same time, same channel, may God richly bless all of you. Bye-bye. I'm Dave Nassani. My fourth book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, is a number one bestseller on Amazon. As a young boy, I was told I possessed an unusual amount of wisdom for my age. As a young man, I found myself counseling friends and older family members whenever they needed answers to their problems. Then at 21, I read the Bible for the very first time and learned how King Solomon asked God for wisdom instead of riches, yet he received both. I was so impressed that I too asked God for wisdom. Soon after, I discovered when lying on my hammock, I would receive wisdom from God. 
This book is the result of my passion to share with the world wisdom's tremendous benefits. Join me as I reveal practical aspects of wisdom for the mind, body, and spirit. 31 lessons I learned from God that can change your life. Available in hardcover, audible, Kindle, and paperback, wherever books are sold. I've spoken all over the country and London, and am available to speak at your event. Contact me at hammockwisdom.com. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships, is about Charlene, a stroke survivor. Back in 1996, Charlene was a healthy, normal, very active 52-year-old woman whose amazing talents resemble that of both a Martha Stewart and a Wonder Woman. But all that changed when she suffered a massive stroke that left her severely speech-impaired and paralyzed on the right side. Who am I? My name is David. I've had the privilege of being Charlene's husband since 1975. We had a wonderful, fairy tale, storybook-like courtship that culminated in our marriage a year later. Charlene had just come out of a marriage where after 10 years, she received two black eyes and a broken nose by her former husband when he came home high on speed. Charlene believed in no second chances of any kind for abuse, so she left. Finding herself all alone in the world with her five and 10 year old daughters, Cynthia Lorraine and Deborah Lynn, she started raising them by herself for the next two years. Then fate brought us all together. After falling in love with Charlene, Cindy, and Debbie, our love then produced Rebecca Elizabeth. We had a wonderful, normal life for the next 20 years. But today, things are very different for everyone. How about the reaction of nine-time Grammy and Dove Award recipient, the godfather of contemporary gospel Christian music, Andre Crouch? Charlene just won't let the promises of God go she has not let her circumstances get in the way of her faith. She's not just a survivor, she's more than a conqueror, as the Bible states. You'll be encouraged by her testimony, regardless of what you're going through. Available everywhere. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing. Uh. 